All right, welcome to another episode of Perspective. We technically already started this episode, but the internet's giving us trouble. <laughs> freaking um, coronavirus. Yeah, I know, freaking COVID-19. What's up, man? What's up with all these people on the internet right now? <laughs> but hey, no, I'm here with Curtis Harding. Curtis, uh, honestly, has been my boy since high school. Uh, we connected real quick after we found out they were both from the Bay Area. Moved to Utah around the same time. Brought the hypey movement to Salt Lake City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, Curtis, so uh, we were kind of talking about this a little before, but can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, you know, what you're up to, what you got going on? Yeah, yeah. So Curtis Harding turning 30 this year, which is crazy to me. I still feel like I graduated high school two years ago. But yeah, I uh, have a wife, two kids, two and a half year old boy, eight month old girl. Um, um, selling essential oils. I've been doing that for about 10 years now. So love that, love the product, love the people that I get to engage with in that community, just natural healthcare. Um, and so now kind of venturing out, starting other projects as well. Um, just went in with some buddies, bought a franchise of a carpet cleaning company. Um, called Zero Res. I don't know if you don't want me saying names of these companies, but we'll be in San Antonio with that. Um, working with some other buddies on a sleep device that we just got the shipment from China, so we'll be selling that online. So just trying new things, keeping it interesting, having fun. Awesome, man. Um, so just to, to clarify, because you did, you did cut out for a sec, so you're working with the essential oils, that's with doTERRA, right? Yes, sir. Okay, awesome. So I'm curious um, because I remember one of the last times I talked to you, like when the, at least when we were face to face, your goal was to become, I think, a high school teacher. <laughs> that is true. So t- talk to me, man. Like, what, wh- when was the shift of like when you went from high school teacher to more entrepreneur? It happened in college. Um, I started my business when I first started college with the oils. And it was kind of just a way to support myself through college. Right? I had like half a scholarship. So my, um, my expenses were a little bit lower. Um, but I was able to pay my way through college with that. But by the time that I was getting closer to graduating, I, I had declared um, high school or English teaching as a major. And that's what I wanted to do. Just I know that I want to work with youth. I want to work in a, in a space where I can be influential in their life. Um, and I, I have a lot of fun working with teenage age kids. Um, so that's the path that I was going. But my business started to kind of take off while I was in college and got to a point where I would I'd replace any income that I could earn in teaching, right? Which, let's be honest, is not that difficult. <laughs> you can do a lot of things to earn more money than a teacher, unfortunately. That's a whole nother conversation. We should pay our teachers more. But something that was really enticing to me about um, going, taking that entrepreneurship path is just the freedom that it affords one. When you work for yourself, you can kind of decide when and where you want to work, how you want to work, who you want to work with. And obviously teaching is a really sweet gig as well, right? Because you get summer breaks, you get holidays off. Um, but just that ability to pick up and go whenever I wanted to, I'm kind of, I have an adventurous spirit. And so I like to wake up one morning, turn over to my wife and be like, Hey, we should go on a trip like tomorrow. What do you think? I'll get the tickets right now. And that's obviously something that I couldn't do as a teacher. And so 
that was part of it. That was enticing to me. But the other part was that my business was growing at a rate where because I was in school and having to do homework and write these papers, I wasn't able to give my business the time that it needed. And so it wasn't growing as fast as it could. The opportunity cost started to get bigger than I was comfortable with. And so it actually got to a point where I was about to drop out of college. Just not because I don't value education, not because I didn't want a degree, I absolutely did. But like this was taking off and it needed more of my attention. But that's right around the time when things were getting serious with my wife. And she looked at me and she was like, if you do not finish your degree, they're like, then we don't finish this relationship. Like we're done. <laughs> she was really important to me and I totally saw a future with her. And so I decided to finish. So I switched my major to English just so that I could finish faster. Finish like in the next six months and then did my business full time. So I still want to work with youth. I'm still like toying with the idea of, starting a company that takes teenage age kids down to Latin America for kind of a study abroad, like immersion program. I'm going to find a way to work with youth in that influential capacity, but I don't think it's going to be in a classroom. Gotcha. That's cool, man. Um, so I'm curious when you, okay, so you, you graduate, you now have your degree. Um, you said your business was starting to get bigger. What did you start? What challenges, if any, did you start having once you start diving straight into your business, giving more attention there? Oh man, um, a lot of different challenges, just at different stages. You know, especially when I was younger, the challenges were that I didn't have a lot of credibility because I was young. I didn't have a lot of money to be investing into a business, and the contacts, the network that I had, were all in that same situation. You know, so we kind of had to learn how to overcome some of those um, obstacles in the business. But I, I would say those were the main ones is that I didn't have a lot of credibility. And so when I would get up and talk, when I would um, give lessons or do these events, um, give these seminars, people were like, you're 21 and you have a major in English. Like, why are you up there? You know, so I kind of had to prove myself more than maybe someone had a little more credibility. Gotcha. So in, in what ways, did you help, I guess, did you um, overcome that obstacle of, of credibility? I just, I told myself this story when I first started that credibility was this gigantic obstacle and that it was an obstacle because of my age, which was just a story that I was telling myself because the, as soon as I was able to overcome that mental block, because that's still completely in mind state, right? And so I realized I'm just telling myself this what is what will add to my credibility and establish myself as an expert is being an expert in that field. And so I really dedicated a, a larger amount of my time into studying the product, studying the science, learning about my industry, so that when I walked into a room, I knew that I knew more than just about anybody in that room about the topics I would be speaking about. I don't care about being the smartest person in the room. Like I love being in a room with other people who know so many things about different industries, but as far as what I'm there to teach and what I do for my job, I wanted to be the most knowledgeable person in the room. And as soon as that became my focus, not from a pride point, like perspective, not to be prideful or to like feel like I'm better than other people, but to establish credibility, my business took off because it, that credibility is pretty easy, easily 
established when it's obvious that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Awesome. So you said another one of the challenges was that you and the people like on your team and whatnot didn't have a lot of money to, to invest into yeah. your business. So I'm curious, what did, how did, what did you do with that, with that, uh, I guess, challenge? Again, that was just another story that I told myself because especially nowadays with the internet, people can make money so many different ways. So unless you're trying to get together like $500,000, start some gigantic business, which people at that stage typically aren't, I wasn't, right? You can get creative and find ways to make money online, which I love what you're doing. I mean, it sounds like yours is more of a hobby just because you have fun doing it, but Gary V does the same thing. You know, he'll like go to garages and flip things just to show you that it can be done and he has fun doing it. So there are so many different ways we can make money. But also something that really helped me, um, and this was an obstacle, was that my goal was to make money at that point. I wanted to go and make a ton of money and make it really fast. And I was progressing pretty slowly at that point. And I couldn't understand why, because I was working with essential oils. Um, a lot of the people in my industry were moms. They had young kids at home. You know, I came in, I'm like, I'm this businessman. I'm going to make money. I have strategies. I have time. I, and I, they were progressing way faster than me. And I was watching them hit these huge bonuses. And I was, I was so confused. I was like, I don't understand if I'm the business guy and I have time and I have strategies. Why am I not growing crazy and making 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month. And I realized is that because I was focused on the money and I was focused on how, what percentage am I going to make off of this person? How can I structure them so that I make X amount versus coming in saying, how can I serve this person and how can I add value to their life? And so that became my focus. And as soon as I did that, my business skyrocketed. My money problem went away because I was adding value. My focus was adding value. That's what I was doing. And people were seriously coming to me being like, how can I work with you? How can I give you my money? Because I love what you're doing. I want to be involved with you. And so that is how I overcame both of those um, both obstacles is changing my focus from making more money to how can I serve more people and add an insane amount of value for what I'm giving them to their life. I guess. Yeah, dude, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cause yeah, I've seen the same thing with people who, you know, they come into business, they, whether it's starting with a, with network marketing or they start a business, you know, doing X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. It's so funny when you focus so much on the money, it's like, you, you just don't see the same amount of success. I mean, you might see some monetary success. I mean, there's some people that are like, yeah, I'm just going to make all the money and they just will their way into money. But it's like, you don't get that fulfillment. And also you, it just, it's more likely that you won't succeed when you're just so focused on the money. Yeah, no, it's, it's hundred percent true. You're not going to build something lasting when you're focused on the money and the motivation eventually runs out mm -hmm. because it's just, you can never, because money is infinite, right? The amount of money that you can earn is infinite. You'll never feel fulfilled with where you're at. You think you will. You know, I remember thinking when I get to five grand a month, I will feel, I'll be so pumped, like I'm done. Then when I got there, like when I get to 10 grand a month, I'm going to be set. Like I'll be happy and I can just chill there. I got there, I was like, okay, when I get to 20, it's going to be, but it's never ending. And so my motivation started to wane a little bit. But when I changed my focus, now I was way more motivated. 
and I would get to that next level, felt fulfilled, but I continued being motivated. And so it was, it was just a really good place for me. Yeah. And you know, I love your answers also how you, you mentioned that you realized that what, what it was like with the money, with the experience, it was what you were just telling yourself, you know, it wasn't necessarily true. It was just, you know, the belief that was in your head. Um, yeah. But dude, that's something I've learned in life and actually just recently been able to really clarify and um, talk about and like just explain it in my life is that, and I actually learned this from a guy named Garrett White, which I highly recommend to especially any um, male entrepreneur. Um, so he specializes in, in teaching husbands who are dads who are business owners. And he teaches them how to have balance in their life, how to be extremely successful in business, but also in your personal relationship with your spouse and with your kids. And so one, that's one of the things that I actually learned from him is so many of the problems that we have in our life or the obstacles that we think we can't overcome are due, they're not real. They're, they exist because of the stories that we tell ourselves about our lives, which aren't true most of the time, right? So an example of this would be, I got into running probably beginning of 2018, right? Yeah, and started running in March. I got up to where I ran a half marathon and I was super proud of myself. I was gonna be training for a full marathon. And right at that point, this was actually a little bit over, well, maybe it was the beginning of 2019, sorry, it doesn't matter. Anyways, ran for about six months, ran my half marathon, and I was like, okay, now I'm gonna do a full marathon. Broke my ankle playing basketball. Okay, this was last May. Uh-huh. And I've been in recovery up until this point, so we're, what, like 10 months in? And I just started trying to run again. And every time I've gone out running, I've, my ankle has been sore and it's hurt me, right? And I've, I asked the doctor, like, can I run again? Is it going to be messed up? Like, I want to run this marathon. It's a life goal of mine. And he said, I, you should be able to. Like, you might have some pain, but you should be able to. And every time I went out, I'd run three miles, four miles, and I would come back and be super sore. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm never going to be able to run a marathon because I can't even do three miles like my ankle's broken and it's never going to be the same. And so then I learned from Garrett White, it's a story that you're telling yourself. And so I went out on a run right after I learned this. I was like, this run is going to be fine. Like my ankle is healed. He did, he did everything that he needed to. It's okay. It might be a little painful, but I can do it. I ran four miles that day and I did not even feel it in my ankle. And maybe people chalk that up to placebo. You're just telling yourself, either way, I didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that me saying, I'm not going to be able to run a marathon because of my ankle was a story that I was telling myself. Now, four miles is different than 26, but I'm started down that path and I'm starting to train again. And it's been totally fine because the story I'm telling myself is different. So the way I prep for it, I take care of my ankle better when I'm not running now because I'm like, I'm going to run a marathon with this. So I need to take care of it. And so my actions have just started changing, which has um, resulted in different results, obviously. So I, I firmly believe that most people in this life are like, they're at a, that they're an obstacle or some wall. They feel like they can't get over. I would say the majority of those people 
can't figure out a way around it because of the story they're telling themselves, not because of the actual reality. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And actually, you know, with my work with my dad, something that I have learned is that when it comes to the stories we tell ourselves, the thoughts, the beliefs that we have, like there, there's literally a physiological change in our bodies depending on the quality of thoughts that we have. Like if we're Absolutely. thinking in a more negative way, that's literally going to affect the hormones in our bodies. That's going to affect our desire to say run four miles and be able to do that. And so it's, it's yeah. interesting because a lot of people like throughout time, like philosophers, scientists, prophets, you know, whatever, like have talked about, you know, the power of thoughts and watch your thoughts. And there's literally like now in 2020, we're just finding out realizing how much like our thoughts actually literally affect our biochemistry. Mm -hmm. It is so true. And I, you, if you would have told me that five years ago, I would have been like, that's nice. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of you for believing that, but you're nuts. Mm -hmm. But I'll preach that from the mountaintop today. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Going back to, so to your business, doTERRA business, uh, I don't know too much about the journey, but I do know that you've been to, I believe, China, different places in South America, or like at least or Central America, I don't remember which one. So <laughs> you know, tell me, what, what have those experiences been like having, uh, doing business in different countries? So it honestly has changed my life 100%. And in ways that are 100% different than I thought it would. So for example, we, my wife and I got married and we decided to move to China right after we got married for two reasons. One, it would be an adventure. That's my adventurous spirit coming out. Two, the market, doTERRA was just opening the market of China. So in my head, I was thinking, okay, we're going to move to China. I'm going to set up some stores there. We're going to get some distributors there and we are just going to blow up, right? They're going to take care of it all. I'm going to sit back. My next question is going to be what island should I buy? Because China is so massive, right? And I'm going to build this giant team in China. So go to China and it's way harder than I thought it was because I don't speak Chinese, right? I'm fluent in Spanish, but not Chinese. And so we would talk to people there and they were like, how long are you going to live here? We told them probably a year or two. They're like, don't even bother trying to learn the language. You won't do it in that amount of time. So I didn't. I probably should have, but I didn't. So anyways, didn't speak the language. Didn't know a soul there. Like we landed in China. We have never met anybody in China. And so we had to figure a lot of things out. Um, my team grew there. We were able to get some people going, but extremely slow. And not, honestly, nothing really came from China as far as my doTERRA business goes. However, I did meet one guy there who was actually from the U.S. and he was with his company, was working there, met him at a couple events there. We developed a relationship and he owned a marketing agency and we ended up partnering in multiple projects now. So actually because I met this one guy is because I now was able to partner with that sleep device. Also how I got into this zero res franchise. So he's helped me open two more businesses. Um, but we were able to build a system that generated high quality leads for my doTERRA business online. So we moved back after a year 
And where before we were bringing, personally, I would bring into the business like two or three people a month. We were now bringing in 60 people a month wow. with what we were doing online. And my China team, like nothing happened with that, right? Like sizzled out, died out. So I went to China thinking, I'm going to blow up my business because of China. But I, I went and I was open to adapting. I was, I took opportunities when they came and I still had that same result. My business blew up, but it was for a completely different reason. And so that, that was a really valuable life lesson for me, just that when you go into something, we obviously we have a plan for how we want it to happen and what the results we want to come from that. But I would, rec I would suggest to people that when they go into their plan, follow that plan. But if there's a door open, check it out just to see what happens, mm. right? Because a lot of times it's not going to happen exactly how you want it to. But the results will be exactly what you want it. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It, it's so interesting because from some of the stuff you've been saying, it seems like you, you've had you wanted certain outcomes, and maybe they did. Maybe they didn't come at least in the way that you were expecting. But because you were focusing on more on just working, putting in the process, putting in the work, like you focus more on that, then the outcomes though maybe different than what you thought, they still came. Exactly. Exactly. And as you're doing that, as you you're willing to adapt, you're open to new ideas, new opportunities, you are exposed to so many amazing things. And that's probably the second half of the answer to your question. What was, what's it like working in different countries? Because now we've been able to grow our team. We have people on our team from over 40 different countries in the world. Oh, wow. And so I've obviously been able to work with a lot of those people, go to their homes, work with them. And it's just opened my eyes because you grow up in one culture. Right. Some people may be a mixed culture if their family is from one country but living in another. Um, but there's so many kinds of people, so many life experiences, so many cultures out there in the world, languages, and every single one of them is beautiful in their own way. And so being able to go out and experience that has really transformed the perspective I have on in life. Right. There we go. We're coming to perspective, the name of your <laughs> podcast. But just for so long, and I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, I think it's just natural, but we learn to see the world through our lens, right? And that's how the world is. And we form opinions about how it should be. But, and I'm not saying that it's wrong, but it's just different. And there's not only one way to, to view the world. And I know that's cliche, but that's something that's been extremely valuable in my life because now that I understand that, I approach business negotiations differently. I approach social relationships differently. And I feel like I've been able to get so much more out of both of those things because I have this appreciation for other people's viewpoints, other people's perspectives. And, and I think that's something that is with the internet that's connecting us more. I think that we're getting better and better at that as a collective society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. Cause especially kind of uh, echoing what you were saying, I, there's so often we, we think this things should be a certain way, you know, like, oh, you should have blown up in China or, you, you know, you should have done X, Y, Z or, you know, I should have whatever because I'm almost 30. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that, that's just not how life works, man. Like we have all these, going back to kind of what you were talking about in the beginning, we have all these beliefs saying, oh, life should be this way, but says who? Like, 
life's a journey. Like, exactly. Like, like you, you know, like you've been through this journey in your, in your business, you had all these shoulds, but that's not the way life worked, but they, it still worked out in a way that uh-huh. has still been very beneficial for you. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. And says who, I love that. They said that it's supposed to be this way. Says who, mm-hmm. so that's how, that's how we should all live our life. Says who. For real. All right, man. So we're going to wrap up pretty soon. I know you got to get going pretty soon. Um, so last couple questions. Um, how has having a family influenced your business? That is a, a powerful question and a loaded question. And up until a couple months ago, I would, if I was being a hundred percent honest with you, I would say, I would tell you that I felt like my family has impeded my business's growth Mm. and not because they're bad, not because I don't love them, but because me wanting to be a good spouse, a good father to my children felt torn between the two. Every hour that I was at work, I felt guilty for not being at home. And every hour that I was at home, I felt guilty for not being at work and I did not have healthy balance in my life Um, and that's when I came across Garrett White and taught me that that's a story that I'm telling myself that they're impeding my business growth you know and it is true like being objective is probably true that you could grow a business bigger and faster if you didn't have a family if you didn't have other people that you had to worry about and you were just all about me 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 right but I don't think that that would help you develop into the person that every single one of us is supposed to develop into in this life. And I'm not saying you have to have a spouse and kids, but other people that you care about, other people that you spend time, that you make sacrifices for, which I think most people have in this world. Um, But it's definitely taught me how to balance different aspects of my life. Because obviously both of these things are my passions. I love my family, they're my passion, but I love business and I, they're my passion as well. I love trying to grow things out of nothing. I love coming up with a new idea, trying to implement strategy. I have so much fun doing it. And so learning how to, how to develop that balance in my life and really find fulfillment in both, I think has really helped me progress and develop as an individual as well. I love that, yeah. You know, as you were talking, it's just reminding me of something I've been learning, like honestly, seriously, recently, probably within the last two months as well. Just that, because I actually have felt very similar to you. That like, you know, because I do want to be there for my family, but at the same time, it's like I also have these other things I want to do. And yeah, like you were saying, maybe, you know, if I was, you know, single, I could grow it faster. Mm -hmm. Um, But what at least for myself, what I've realized is like, that has come from those thoughts have come from um, having some internal impatience, you know, Oh, I should have this right now, or I should have this in a month. But that, that's just, again, that's not the way life works. Like, you know, it's all, it's all process. It's all a journey. Yeah, that, that is so true. And I think if we can learn to value that balance in our life, then, I think we'll feel a lot more fulfilled throughout the journey. Mm-hmm. And it really, we just have to remember too, and this is something that I constantly have to remind myself of, is that the journey is what makes it fun. 
Yeah. I was telling me something about this because my dream car is a Lamborghini. I want a Lamborghini so bad. And a lot, a lot of things have to happen before I get that Lamborghini. But, and there, like, there are times like where I could get a Lamborghini right now. You know, it wouldn't be the smartest financial decision, but I could. And my wife told me, she got her master's degree in public health, and they, they talked about a lot of different elements of, of health in that. But she talked about a study that she heard, and I've heard this multiple times now since then, but that a lot of times when you get what you, like a lot of times the anticipation of that thing is half the joy of having that thing, right? So when I'm watching videos about Lamborghinis and like how to drive them, how fast they can go, like all of that stuff, that's that's really fun for me and me imagining myself driving a lamborghini what would it be like to get out of it and like to take someone in a ride for it that's half the fun and then when you get it a lot of times people will be disillusioned with the result that they've achieved that they've waited so long to get and so i just think it's important to remember that means don't like don't just never reach your goals because you'll be disappointed that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying value this journey that you're talking about, that we need to remember, like, this is what makes that result so fun and so valuable because of everything we're doing right now to get there. So, I, and that's something I try to remind myself of constantly. For sure, man. Like, if you're not enjoying the journey, then once you get to the end, it's only going to be a very fleeting happiness that you're going to have. Yeah, you get it and you're like, okay, this is cool, but now what? What's the next thing? Yeah. Exactly. You got to, you got to love the process. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, last question. I'll end with this. Um, what brings you happiness? Oh, geez, dude. That is a great question. And honestly, that is like my number. Well, I have multiple answers for that, but I am at a point in my life where I am trying to determine what my passion is. And where do I want to focus all of my, my efforts, I guess? That, I, that was really poorly articulated. Um, but anyways, my family makes me happy. My business makes me happy. Um, just like working with different people on projects, trying to grow it, seeing the progression, that makes me happy. Um, playing sports makes me happy. But what I was getting at before is right now I feel a little bit like my life lacks some purpose, not because I don't value all of those things that I just said, but up until this point, I've been working for myself and for my family and I've been able to be successful doing that. And it's something that will now kind of take care of itself going forward, at least the temporal aspect of it. So now what I'm thinking is how can I go out and really create an impact in the world? And I think, and this might just be a story I'm telling myself, but I think that I need to up my, my mental state, I, my, my mindset, I guess. But basically, I'm, I'm trying to figure out now how can I create something that goes and influences other people and changes other people's lives. And not because I go in and give them some free handout or build them a school or something, but because we're working together and we're growing together. And that's what I want my next project to be. And I have 
no idea what it is. I know that I want to work with youth. I know that I love Latin America and working with those people. They're incredible. They've changed my life. And so, I, but I don't know how I want to create that impact yet. So that's kind of what I'm working on. And, and once I, I figured that out and I can combine all of my family into that, my businesses into that, I think that that's when I will feel like I have fulfilled my purpose. Awesome. So we'll see. You'll have to do a, a follow-up interview in, in some time. For sure, man. Maybe we'll do one in, in a couple of years. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully I, I can answer that question better. Awesome, man. Dude, thanks so much for jamming with me for a bit. Um, I, I don't know if you're, if you're active on social media, if you got a website or anything, but if there's anything that, uh, or is there a way that people can get in contact with you if they want to connect with you via social media? Like how, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you can, on Instagram, I'm just Curtis Harding three, the number three, um, Facebook, I'm just Curtis Harding and yeah, check it out there because actually in my quest to find something that I can like be a part of to go out and create an impact in the world, I think I'm actually, you're one of my inspirations as well, going out and starting a podcast where I'm going to be interviewing different people who own their own nonprofit organization just to kind of hear what it is that they're doing, the impact they're creating, how they've done it. Not just to get them out to the world, but more selfishly for myself. Like I am literally in search of, something that I can connect myself to, to go out and, and help influence the world. So if, but if you want to like, are you, you're interested in stuff like that? I would just go to my Instagram because once I do get it up and going, I'll probably post the link there. Curtis Harding three. Perfect, man. All right, man. Thanks again so much for your time, dude. We got to jam some more. Yeah, for sure.